Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is up, people? Welcome to the fourth episode of the No Bullshit Guide to Life with me, your host, Bangs in a Bun. I need some kind of applause sound effect. I'm going to work on that. Anyway, welcome. How are you? How's your week going? I'm really hoping it's joyous. Mine has been. Um, So before I kick anything off, just a quick warning. Obviously, I'm recording from home. My dog Stringer Bell is with me. He may snore. He may bark. You may hear any of that. Uh, We live on the edge here. We don't know what's going to happen. It's unpredictable. It's adding an element of surprise for you, which I hope you're going to enjoy. So just as a heads up, that might happen. Um... Right, before I actually kick off what I want to talk about this week, I just wanted to let you know that a few weeks ago, I went to see the movie Whiplash at the cinema. And I just want to say, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Stop wasting your life. Go see Whiplash. It's amazing. It's an incredible movie with an incredible cast and a very interesting storyline. But also, it really ties in to the last episode of this podcast that I did, which is about success and the perceptions of success and how we achieve it and how we define it for ourselves. And I think that that movie raises some really interesting points. So you should go and see it. It is worth the money. Go and see it in the cinema. Do it right now. Drop it. No, not right now. Listen to this first and then go and do that. It's good. You won't regret it. There, that, um, and that, you know, they haven't hired me to say that, just saying it, because it's, it's the truth, you know, I appreciate good shit, I want you to also appreciate good shit, there you go, go see it. Right, let me dive in to what I want to talk about this week, which is what I'm going to, I'm titling it, titling it, doing the work. So, you may have noticed, I have not done a podcast for a couple of weeks, yeah, that's right, I didn't, it wasn't your imagination, I didn't podcast for a couple of weeks, you know why? Because I was going through some shit, people. I was going through some real life stuff. And sometimes you just have to put yourself on a time out. You just have to go to the corner, face the wall and, you know, possibly weep or whatever. But just take a time out because it's not coming for you, you know. For me, I was going through some stuff. And when I'm going through some stuff, my creativity output levels are significantly depleted. So I just didn't have it in me. Let me just be honest with you there. I didn't have it in me to create something and put it out there because my life was not all shiny and sheeny and great and wonderful and I basically could not think of anything to say to you. So I had to put myself on a timeout and I didn't create anything. And then that in and of itself made me realise, well, hang on a second here, peeps. There's a podcast in that. I think it's an issue worthy of discussion because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who goes through this kind of stuff. And what I'm talking about here is baggage. This is essentially what it comes down to. Emotional baggage. Or if you're uncomfortable with the word emotional, let's just refer to it as baggage, you know, one step at a time. But what we tend to do when we're going through something, uh, we like to pretend we're not going through it. If you're anything like me, at least, that's my general tack that I like to take oftentimes. So we'll pretend we're not going through it and we will, you know, go around it, jump through hoops, do whatever we need to do to actually experience it and deal with it 
and go through it and come out on the other end a more rounded and more well-understood human being. God forbid we actually did that. So rather than doing that, we just pretend that it's not happening and we, you know, plow through life and avoid, avoid, avoid until we end up, you know, having a slight breakdown or whatever the case may be or having to put yourself on a timeout like I did. And uh, I wanted to talk about that because I think it's something that we all kind of experience. And my thing with this is that there is no way to avoid it. In order to become the person you want to be, you've got to do the work. So that's what I wanted to talk about this week, doing the work. We're all running away from something, let's be honest, okay? Most people have got some kind of issue in their life that prevents them from reaching their potential or their greatness or just reaching a higher echelon of life that they want to be at. So we jump into something else or, you know, that might be work or exercise or relationships or whatever. We jump into these other things to avoid having to think about the thing that is really just, ah, uh, it's just in there, like, ah, uh, in your sternum. It just rests there um, and bothers you and, and it, it doesn't go away. So these things that we're trying to uh, avoid with, i.e. work or relationships or exercise or whatever the case may be for you, those are just temporary fixes, right? Whatever it is that you're running from, that remains. That's still there. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just sitting in the pit of your stomach and bothering you. And it's there in those quiet moments. It's there when you're awake at two in the morning and you can't think of anything else. Or it's there when you're in that work meeting and you know you should be focusing on work, but, oh, man, you're thinking about that thing again that you're not actually going to deal with, but it's just there in the back of your mind and you're just going to acknowledge it for that second and let it distract you, but then you're going to try and avoid it again. It's there, people, and it's not going anywhere. So you need to decide if you want to have that feeling for the rest of your life or until you hope it eventually subsides and who knows how long that's going to take, or you can take some time to confront it and deal with it head on. Now, obviously... That's the more difficult of those two options there, clearly. It's hard, it's emotional, it's going to be uncomfortable because you're going to have to get really real with yourself and actually deal with this thing that you spend a great deal of your time avoiding. That's tough. So you've been spending all this time avoiding it and you've just been putting plasters over it. So taking time to rip that plaster off and take a deep look at the wound and actually take proactive steps to help it heal, yeah, that's going to hurt. You might not like it, but really, what other choice do you have? Like, how long are you going to let this go on for? How long do you want to let this thing sit with you and eat you up? You know, depending on the size of your issue, there are people who go through their entire lives letting some kind of emotional issue that just eat them up inside. Are you going to do that or are you going to deal with it? You know, you have to maybe just weather a, a particularly uncomfortable portion of your life which could go on for who knows it might be you know you might have this thing resolved in a week if you really knuckle down or it may take you a couple of years but better that than the whole of your life just avoiding this issue and not dealing with it let me give you a couple of examples let's take a friendship for example let's say you've fallen out with a friend or a friend has said something that's really pissed you off or it's done something to you and you're spending a great deal of time thinking about it. You're having arguments with this friend repeatedly in your head, because God forbid you actually confront the friend on it. You're bringing it up and bitching and moaning to other people and 
you know, the more you think about it, the more it aggravates you, the more it builds up inside, when this could actually be resolved quite easily. This thing could escalate to, you know, your larger circle of friends now can't invite the two of you to the same place. And, you know, this can spread out and bring in other people, all because of your drama, because you don't want to deal with the actual problem. You're going up, around, and everywhere else, but through this problem. What you could do is take an hour of your life and have an uncomfortable conversation with this friend. That might be all it takes. Or it may take a little longer for you to figure out whatever it is that you need to figure out in this friendship. Or it may turn out that you guys aren't actually suited to be friends at all. And that's okay. But you've got to have the conversation. Why are you just bitching and moaning to yourself and making up these arguments in your head when you could actually just confront the problem head on? It's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. But you, would you not rather have that that, you know, hours worth of uncomfortable conversation where, you know what, the friend might say some unsavory things about you that you might not feel ready to hear yet. You might do the same to that friend. But you need to air that grievance out. You need to have that uncomfortable moment. You need to do the work to get through to the other side of it. Otherwise, that thing is just going to fester between the two of you till the end of time. And ain't nobody got time for that. Another example. Excuse me, I need to cough. Excuse me, one moment. <coughs> Sorry, I haven't really figured out the editing tools on this thing yet, so I'm just going to keep that natural. It's going to stay in there. Deal with the cough. All right, let's move on. Workplace scenario. You know, you maybe you're going to work every day and you have an issue with a colleague or you're being given a ton of work that falls way outside of your job description or whatever the case may be. There might be something going on at work that is just eating you up and making you hate it and loathe it. Listen, let me tell you something. We spend so much time at work. If that is not a joyous place for you to be, you got to rectify that shit. So you can either show up to work every day and be utterly miserable and go to every meeting and hate your life and cry in the bathrooms at lunchtime uh, and let this thing fester and escalate. Or you could go into work and, you know, maybe arrange a meeting with your boss and say, you know what, I'm not happy about this workload. Or, you know, if you're having an issue with a colleague, get someone to mediate a discussion between the two of you and see if you can come to a resolution on that. Maybe you don't have to work with that colleague. Maybe you get moved to a different department. Whatever the case may be, it's going to require an uncomfortable conversation in order for it to move forward. But so much can be born from that uncomfortability, you know? So much can be born from that. It's a moment that that has to happen. Let that moment happen rather than sit in a lifetime of stress and you know who wants to go to work listen if you're spending eight hours a day at work that better be a joyous time for you you know don't go to work and have all these let these feelings eat you up all day every day when really just one conversation that may be uncomfortable for a little while and may have some knock-on effects that aren't so comfortable for a little while but in the long run helps to ease the situation you know what just do it just do it or, you know, maybe you have to just deal with yourself as, a, as my third and final example here, which is exactly what I'm going through at the moment. You know, for me, I recognize that I have a big issue being creative when I'm under a great deal of stress and feeling overwhelmed. But, you know, plenty of people manage to produce creative work under stress. So what is it about me that is, you know, why am I getting so blocked? Why can I not produce something? And then the feeling of not being able to create and produce material makes me feel equally stressed and then guilty and all these other emotions that go with it. And I just, you know, it's a big roadblock for me. So I have to do some work on myself there. I have to have a conversation with myself 
and really resolve the issue. And this comes back to something, I think I've mentioned this in every single podcast I've done so far. I have to be honest with myself. And this is something, you know, we all have to be honest with ourselves. This is something that you, you cannot escape from. And I think that essentially, this is what a lot of us are trying to do in life. You know, we're living in a blame culture at the moment. We're living in a culture where personal responsibility has gone out the window. We love to be victims in our own lives, which is nonsense. Because listen, it's your life. You run this shit. You say which way it's going to go. So enough of this, you know, whenever a circumstance comes up in your life, enough with, you know, oh, it's so-and-so's fault or it's because of this situation or that circumstance. No, you are the common denominator in your life. So you've got to get honest and be all the way real with yourself and confront that head on. And no, it's not easy. And as someone who's personally going through it right now, I can tell you it's not easy. But my God, it's necessary. If you're going to be a person of any kind of substance, you have to do it. It's unavoidable. Yet we spend so much time trying to avoid it. Let me tell you something. I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago about this topic of doing the work, you know, going through the work. I've got a cough again, excuse me. <coughs> Apologies. So I was having this really good conversation with a friend about it, and it was very enlightening. And she said something that I literally had to stop her mid-sentence and write it down, and I want to share it with you now. She said, I don't change until it becomes too painful to stay the same. Think about that for a second. I'm going to say it again. I don't change until it becomes too painful to stay the same. So if that ain't a perfect example of avoidance, I don't know what is, you know? What she's saying there is that she will avoid, 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 avoid a problem until it becomes so big and so overwhelming and the pain eats at her so much that she literally cannot go on and then that sparks that moment of like, okay, I've got, I've got to do something about it, I've got to change. My, haven't we all been there? My God, you know? I know I have for sure. But what if we had the tools to recognize those triggers sooner, to identify those things within ourselves sooner so that we weren't just avoiding and letting it build up to a horribly painful situation for us? What if we were able to be honest with ourselves early on and avoid the avoidance factor, if that makes any kind of sense at all? So I thought that was a really, um, a really great thing that my friend said, and it's something that has really stuck with me and that I'm kind of trying to remind myself of now as I go through it. You know what? Let me not wait until this gets too big and too painful and too overwhelming for me to handle it. I'm in control here. Let me rein back that control. Let me bring it back to me and really deal with this issue. However uncomfortable or painful or hurtful it might be in this moment, I've got to weather this storm and get through it. So I thought I would give you some tips on how to do the work, as it were. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm just a chick that's going through it. And listen, you know, we got one life here. It's not rehearsal. So I don't know about you, but I'm trying to be the best me that I can be. If I have any kind of light in me, I want it to shine. I want to help other people. I want to live a life of purpose and substance. And if I'm not going to deal with my own stuff, I can't get to being the best me, right? So if I can, if I'm learning anything along the way here, I want to share it with you and hopefully it will help you guys. Maybe you won't find it useful at all, but I really hope you do. So here are five things that are helping me at the moment. Number one, be honest with yourself. As I said, that's a, you know, a basic standard point one, ground zero, 
of dealing with yourself and going through any kind of issue. You've got to be honest. And this isn't about negative self-speak, right? It's not about beating yourself up. It's just about stripping away the excuses, right? And stripping away that victim complex that we often like to have. It's about being honest and taking responsibility for what we're going through. When you're having these conversations with yourself, it needs to come from obviously a place of brutal honesty. But what I think is important is to remove the emotion out of it. So I want you to approach this situation, this conversation with yourself as a lawyer almost, right? So it comes from a place of logic. You're going to make arguments for and against. It's really important. Take that emotion out of it. Stop, you know, blaming other people and just deal with the issue as it is. Be honest with yourself. Acknowledge the problem and deal with it from that point forward. Point number two, have an action plan. That action plan might take two weeks. It might take two years. You might have this thing resolved in a couple hours if you're lucky. But have some kind of action plan to get you out of it. Sometimes what is involved in that action plan may not seem as though it is going to generate immediate results for you and solve the problem immediately, and that's okay. Let me give you an example. For me, with my creative issue at the moment, I have resolved to read one book of fiction every month this year. That's an issue for me because obviously creativity is my broader issue at the moment and feeling kind of blocked in being able to produce my own creative work. What I realized is that in order for me to be able to do that, I need to up my creative arsenal of what I am actually absorbing. I spend a great amount of time online doing a lot of avoidance, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, You know, I spend a lot of time just faffing around online and not consuming things that are beneficial to me. I read a lot of nonfiction, which is, you know, I can always learn from that. But for me... Part of my issue is feeling stressed, feeling overwhelmed. I need some fiction to to help me chill out and, you know, escape to other places and learn different nuances of language and things like that. So I vow to read a book a month for a year. That's not easy for me because, frankly, my attention span is shot to shit. Actually taking the time to sit down and read a book and giving myself, uh, you know, a month for each book is a challenge. But that's me doing the work. That's something that I've acknowledged that I have to do, which, sure... That's not going to make me be instantly creative and switch on a light, although in some instances it has. But over time, that's going to benefit me greatly. So that's part of the work that I have to do. That's part of my action plan. So create some kind of an action plan for yourself. Point number three, confide in someone. So important. Again, this is part of the work that I'm doing. I'm a massive introvert. I have problems with friendships. I'm not a very open person. I can't be around a lot of people. I, you know, I have a very close-knit, tight circle who I trust. So this is a learning experience for me. I'm learning to like open up and share. And this is really enlightening for me, and it's really helping me. So if you have someone who is ride or die, who you can trust with your shit, who is going to tell it like it is, but yet is also you know, sensitive and compassionate and understands you, my God, confide in that person. They're going to understand you more than you know. My dog is snoring really loudly right now. I don't know if the mic is picking it up, but it's cracking me up quite a bit. So I'm sorry if you're hearing that. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, Number four, write it out. So this doesn't have to be a, a massive journaling project for you, but I think it's just important to write down your progress. For me at the moment, It's literally, you know, every day I'm writing down uh, something creative that I achieved. 
it might be a couple of sentences. You know, I'm literally bullet, po bullet pointing it. It's the date and a couple of bullet points of what I've done. You know, for you, maybe you'll be writing a, you know, a blog about it or, you know, a handwritten journal, whatever it might be, but track your progress with it so that in those moments where you're like, man, I've, I'm not making any progress with this thing, you can go back and look at that and think, well, actually I am, you know, it's baby steps, but I'm doing it. Having some kind of physical something there where you can look back and reflect on it is very, very useful indeed. And my last and final point is to take a time out. We live in noise, constant noise, right? Which really helps to add to our avoidance. We're around people all day. We go to an office where it's, you know, there's constant chatter and noise or we're listening to the radio or the TV's on in the background or, you know, we've got friends around at our house or we're in a club or there's music or it's just constant noise and chatter all of the time. Take a time out. Chill the fuck out for a second. Eliminate that noise. Block it out. Hopefully you have a home environment that is peaceful for you. If you don't, I hope you can find a space where you can do that. But go home, go to your bedroom, turn the lights low, light a candle, lie down, close your eyes and just breathe. And the power in breathing is quite monumental when you're doing it right. Just lie down and just listen to your breath and just think about where you want to get your life to be. Okay, and plan out in your mind how you're going to get there. And just listen to the quiet. Just absorb those quiet moments and let that happen. And out of that quiet, now you can really start to hear what's going on with you, you know. But if we have this constant noise and constant distractions all the time, we're just never going to get there. So take a time out, for God's sake, you know. We're just so overwhelmed all the time with noise. It's so essential to just take that time. So that's my fifth piece of advice. So that's it. Basically, people, in order to live a life of substance, you've got to go through your shit to get to the other side of your shit and deal with your shit, you know? There is no way you can avoid it. It's always gonna be there. You can deal with it now, you can deal with it later, but you're gonna have to deal with it, right? So live the best life that you can live, deal with it now, and be great for the rest of the time. Hello, that's basically what I'm trying to tell you. So that's it for this week. I just want you to do the work, people. I'm doing the work, come do the work with me. Uh, so that's it. As always, please keep up with me on my website, bangsinabun.com. Check me out on there. I've got some good blog posts going up. You can also obviously keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram at bangsinabun. I always want to hear things that you want me to talk about on these podcasts. Always very open to ideas, um, you know, things that you would like me to discuss. So use the hashtag NoBSPodcast on Twitter. I will check that out and always listen to things that you would like me to talk about. That's it for this week. Hopefully, I will hear from you guys soon and I'll be back next week. I will be back next week because I'm doing the work to push through my creative issues. So I'll be back next week with a new topic to discuss. Until then, over and out. Thanks, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.